Hi guys, welcome to Cheery Conversations Home Edition. Yes, I know you can't see my face as I say that, but our producer of the show, Keith, made us this uh, wonderful new home edition uh, way of showing you how we're really doing this. We're with Becky Alcantar. She is our pastor of Journey to Wholeness. She works at Life Church with us and she is a good friend to me. And we know from the uh, Journey to Wholeness or the mental health, the how's your spirit, how's your emotional, your emotional state uh, sense, we know that this stay-at-home order, this pandemic has affected people. There's just no doubt. Uh, I want to start by asking Becky, and I've got some little fun things we're going to we're gonna jump off of today to talk about actually really serious topics. But I want to start by hearing from you. What are you seeing? Because you're on a committee uh, in our city for mental health. What are you seeing? What are you noticing that's happening to people through this pandemic? And as much as this is a healthcare issue, this is a mental healthcare issue mm -hmm. um, because we're facing this extended time of uncertainty and stress and rapid change. And so whereas our mental health professionals already had a caseload of people who regularly struggle with this and are trying to work through this, suddenly there's an onset of individuals who didn't know they had anything really to work through and didn't realize that they would have this type of response to these issues. And so really the state of mind of the vast majority of our population is struggling right now. Mm. So those who really didn't struggle before are struggling and right. those who already did, it amplified it. And I wonder about exactly. healthcare professionals who you know, they just have to, it's part of their job to stay strong mentally. Right. They have to be prepared. And now the things they're seeing, the deaths that they're encountering, that's right. like we, next level. Absolutely. We often say we lead it because we need it, right? We have this empathy for it. We have a heart for it because we struggled with something ourselves. And so absolutely our health professionals, our mental health professionals are having to amplify their efforts to keep themselves healthy as they help additional people. So I feel like first step is always awareness or admitting you have a problem, right? I mean, I think that's a rule of thumb in anything that we struggle with. If we can't yes. admit that we're struggling, uh, Pastor recently, or we did a throwback to his to depression message mm -hmm. in the series, It Is Difficult, and we aired that and we've aired it again for a throwback Thursday, and then we posted it again from YouTube to say, and this was a huge statement he said, it's okay to not be okay. Right. And that is the first step, because when we can't admit that, then it's hard to move forward. Now there's some people, they're yes. already there. They're already like, I'm not okay, I wasn't okay before. I'm right. in a really dark place. But for those of the people watching who just need to know it's okay to say they're not okay. And then the second step is to realize you're not alone, right? So Correct. I have this uh, comic strip that I'm gonna share my screen so that you can see it as well. But I tore it out of the New York Times. And so I wanna give credit to the New York, uh, the New Yorker magazine, I'm sorry. The New Yorker magazine, uh, Sean got me a subscription because I'm a Malcolm Gladwell fan and he used to write, I think still does a little bit. So I love the writing in there. And uh, one of the, the cartoonists, Emily Flake is her name. She did this series of cartoons, but they're not funny, they're real. Uh, some are a little bit, you can chuckle because you get it, but they're relatable. So I'm gonna share my screen as I talk about them. The first one, because Becky, I want this to be a jumping, jumping off point for the next 20 minutes of our conversation, because I think we can relate to this. The first one says, the minute they announce the school closings, my daughter, 
wrote up a week's worth of homeschool schedules. She listed then foundations, then CGI math, then, and the mom is saying, I don't know what any of that means. Can I introduce you to the joy of the freelance schedule? And I, I looked at that and I thought, yeah, that's probably me with my kids. But with that, I feel guilt, uh, but it's so true. I'm like, I can't help you with geometry. So oh how, how many people are probably feeling this way, right? Absolutely. You're either wired one way or the other. This either is your opportunity to get all the lists and accomplish all the things that you ever hope to be able to do and become that teacher, right? All of us, well, maybe not all of us, but some of us played with dollies and some of us played teachers, right? Mm -hmm. And that, if that was inside of you, that's what you're doing right now and you're thriving or you were thriving for a bit because you're like, okay, this is like temporary, I can do this. Or this your worst nightmare, right? Like right. all those kids who had the no. list. Yes. Yeah. And they had their planner and you're just like, no, for the love of God, why? <laughs> right? right. Um, and the thing about that, I think it's it goes back to that question that we often get. How do you do it all? You don't, right? You don't. So something has to give. Mm -hmm. And when we try to keep up with these expectations or compare ourselves to what someone else's list is, if you're not wired that way, don't go down that direction. Mm -hmm. Do what you're best at. Now, we don't have an option right now, right? We are in school with our kids, the thing that we sent our kids to school so teachers who are professionals can handle yes. this. <laughs> and, um, and we're faced with this do the best you can. Like all you can do is go through the emails, sit down with them and give them your attention. In the end, that's what they're gonna remember. That's, so that's what you're gonna remember. Mm -hmm. um, don't try to compare to the teacher that you love, that your kids love. Um, it, it's, it's an unrealistic expectation to have for yourself. I know that some things are just gonna give. Focus on these things now. And then when you can't, it's okay to just shut it down and go for a walk or go for a ride in the car. Um, make some kind of transition in your day so that you can break away from that and get back to home time, um, which I think is so important. So good. And I, I love what you said, like release ourselves from, I don't have to be that great teacher that they loved for geometry mm -hmm. because I end up, I mean, let's face it, when we feel trapped or dumb, even as adults, we can react and I just don't know. And right. then our kids are getting that where if I could just say, guys, I'm sorry, I don't know. Can you right. email your teacher? Do you want me to ask? Like, exactly. that's that's always been better for me to just uh, admit defeat before I begin. Yeah. Okay, the next one I'm gonna share with you is, let's get one thing straight right off the bat. This is me, this is you maybe saying this. I suck at this, homeschooling, social distancing, keeping my chin up, all of it, all of it. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people feel really defeated and as the weeks drag on, they really yeah. feel like they're dragging on. Mm -hmm. What do we do when it's just, I feel like I'm not doing anything great and it's dragging on? Yeah, uh, focus on each week, right? So just like you would make a plan on a Sunday evening and go, here's what I have in this week and here's what we're gonna do well. Um, you do this really well. Uh, where you say, okay, last week we didn't do family time well, so this week we're gonna rock that. Or last week, um, 
you know, the school thing, it was a mess. I got so many emails and I'm talking about myself. I got so many emails <laughs> from teachers that said, you haven't logged on, you haven't completed this. Mm-hmm. And for an achiever, um, I'm feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm back in school. I have to do this, right? But here's the thing, I we're figuring it out as we go. So I looked at that and said, okay, so last week we did these things well, this week we're gonna do this mm-hmm. well. And then start the week fresh. And uh, you kind of have to do that reset, just like you did, you know, get dressed in the morning, Feel, it feels better. Whereas before, it, I keep saying it's the upside down world. Whereas before you would leave work and you'd get into your comfy clothes and that was great. Now, actually getting dressed up and fixing your hair and taking a shower and um, putting your face on actually feels really good. And it really changes your perspective and outlook for that week and gets you ready to conquer that week. And then what are your objectives that week? We don't have to get them all right this week, but we can address the ones that we didn't do so well last week so we don't feel that perpetual I can't handle this I don't know what's going on Mm, that's so good so it's creating a rhythm Mm -hmm. and it's making ourselves feel productive in some way right right right. I love that and it's true like when when I actually did my hair and makeup today although I was like oh I don't really have to do this (laughs) that much anymore I it it's changing the rhythm and the routine I love that Okay, our next one I'm going to share. I see a lot of parents on social media sticking to their schedules and doing cool, cool projects with their kids. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, this cartoon shows a mom saying, and I'm probably posting on Instagram, and that's how you recreate the Bronx Zoo out of cardboard. <laughs> and then at the bottom, it says, we are not that family. Yeah. I mean, I know this is going, this is kind of staying on the school route. Right. Uh, but... This, the comparison thing, like mm-hmm. right now, I need to probably scroll less than ever, not more, because right. we're still going to do what we always do. We're going to see people posting their highlight reel, not mm-hmm. them at their worst. Some people are probably like, yeah, this is me at my worst, and I finally can just share that. But mm-hmm. but I could be crippled by the families that have, you know, repaint. And I, I do interior design. I like redoing rooms, but I've looked at some people who've like redone their entire living room and I could go, yeah. oh, I yeah. sat on the couch yesterday, <laughs> you know, yeah. because comparison is the great crippler. So I'm going to move on to the, the next one because I really want you to speak to this. When I was a kid, my mom spent a lot of time depression napping. Mm. Inertia in the face of adversity is a family trait. And yeah. it shows the little girl tapping her mom who's in bed saying, mom, mom. Um, and then it the, so looks like the mom saying, just a few minutes, go away. Uh, and right. then it says at the bottom of it, I don't want these to be my daughter's memories. And I mm. want to repeat that. I spent a lot of, when I was a kid, my mom spent a lot of time depression napping. Speak mm-hmm. to that because when we really can be in our bed, in our pajamas, on the couch, under a blanket like we really for people who are not essential workers that's what they can do every day and nobody needs them to go anywhere or do anything depression na- I've never heard that depression napping can oh, yeah. you speak to that it's basically when so when you think about depression depression is basically you're feeling this high level of pressure stress anxiety worry uh you're scared, you're fearful. And what our body wants to do, and so I I was thinking about this, how that really relates to like the physical sickness that the virus that's going around right now. Uh, Your body wants to shut down. It wants to shut down because you are such high levels. Your hormones are rushing, your mind is rushing, your heartbeat is rushing, and your body wants to slow that down. And so you're gonna feel 
tired. You're gonna feel like, I just wanna nap, that I don't wanna do anything. You're, you're, you're literally gonna feel this heaviness in your body because your brain and your body is trying to help you to recover from that. Um, so you have this tendency, you're gonna wanna do that. And I, there's nothing wrong with that and doing that for a time period. That is absolutely okay. But even in this virus we're seeing, an extended period of time doing that will work against you, right? So then you start to feel like you're going into that dark pit that then you're gonna have to climb out of. And it gets heavy because your body is going, no, 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 you've been so worked up and so worried. And so we need to slow this down or you're gonna make yourself sick, right? We can affect our immune system. And so, while we can do that for extended periods of time, we do have to listen to what is our body saying to us right now because we need to slow down this anxiousness and the stress that we're going through. That's good. How can we do that in a productive way? So for me, um, I love Sundays because when pastors reading off scripture after scripture after scripture, I'm like, yes, say that. Talk to me some more. Tell me more of that. Can you do that? Can you put on some worship music, right? Can you slow down that fast pace that your body is going through right now and amplifying your hormones and amplifying your stress, cortisol levels and all that? Can you do that in a productive way that brings you peace without shutting your whole body down completely and putting you into this dark, place that it's going to be even more difficult to get out of because you've impaired your immune system. Mm -hmm. And so then how can you invite your kids into that as well? So for us, we go on long drives. We went, we say we chase sunsets and we literally chase sunsets. We're looking for the best view at the exact perfect time to see that beautiful sky that God puts up for us every night. We can do that. We're still isolating. We're still in our vehicle. Um, we um, go for walks, right? Uh, my kids are actually making jokes about there's, I guess, these TikToks about mom always going for a walk. But <laughs> mom needs to go for a walk. They're like, oh, um, I made you some food. Now I'm going for my walk. And then like half hour later, hey guys, I just put the laundry in. Now I'm going for my walk, <laughs> right? Awesome. What is it that you can do to just slow down the pace? Mm. Now you may feel like, what do you mean? It's so slow already, but there's a lot going on inside of us because there's nothing really going on around us. And that's not true for everybody, but for a great number of the population, you're home. You're, you're not able to do the things you were doing before. You're not busy with work because maybe you've been laid off or let go or you're staying at home for this time period that the state has mandated for us to stay home. And so how can you slow that down um, inside of you so that you can come out of this time period stronger and better and rested? Mm -hmm. Because this is an opportunity to rest if we actually take the steps that we know are going to be helpful to us to come out of it that way. So good. And you know, like, so we might not feel motivated to go from depression, napping, or laying on the couch, yeah. feeling terrible. We, that we might, the last thing we want to do is go out and take a walk. But right. I loved what you said about putting worship music on. Whatever mm -hmm. goes in our ears goes in our spirit. Right. And whatever goes in our eyes goes in our spirit, whether For we're a sure. Jesus person or not. People who are just right now addicted to horror movies or always mm -hmm. are, that's going in no matter yeah. if you're a Jesus person or not. So yeah. what comes out will not be fresh, living, water, beautiful, life game. It, it's going to come out in different ways. It could For be sure. just depression or sadness or anger or, or yeah. fear and anxiety. But I think at that next level, if I feel like I can't get off the couch, what I can do is put worship music on because what goes into my ears will begin to go into my spirit. And then my spirit is filled up that I still might not want to get off the couch and go uh, take a walk, but I might feel things lift because there is power in that. Uh, some of the shows that 
that we we've watched or started to watch that just wasn't helping or the news like the first week I watched a lot of news and I think the first week I, you go through grief during this right we're all right. grieving we're grieving the loss of Absolutely. right now we're grieving spring break loss you guys you lost your spring break Yes. And you guys were, you had saved up to go to Hawaii and you just mm -hmm. couldn't go. Like nope. there's a grieving process and then grief yes. has different stages. Mm -hmm. And then you cycle back through and then you hear the yeah. news. It's going to be another three weeks. And then you grieve again for the next right. things you lost. So the first week I wasn't helping the, my grieving process because I was watching the news. And, mm -hmm. it, and besides just being the same thing repeated, I also was trying to watch different networks, which then it just, now I watch it and go, you're just fighting about the politics and what should have been done and what should be, and it's, can I just find out what's going on with the coronavirus? So then I'm frustrated, it brings anxiety, it brings unrest. And so it is shutting some things off, turning some things on. Okay, I'm gonna go to the next one. Uh, this cartoon said, and yet this moment feels like you're stuck in the non-time. I love for her verbiage. Yeah. And yet this moment feels like we're stuck in the non-time of airports in waiting rooms, except what we're waiting for is disaster. Mm -hmm. And then she says, there's a reason you only read trash at the airport because your brain stops working. And she says, right. God, I want a nap. I mean, that flows right into what we're talking about. Right. The non-time in airports, it, it is airports, waiting rooms, time mm -hmm. kind of slows down because you have no control over it. Right. And yeah. if you already struggle with feeling out of control or mm -hmm. you are always in control because that's your go-to is I'll just find a way right. to have more control. There's no controlling this narrative. No. And th so the waiting time is so hard. So we just went through Easter weekend, right? And you, you go from Friday. So like all of the hopes and anticipation that the people had and, and the expectations they had, suddenly their savior like the generations have been waiting for this, right? And he dies on a cross like a criminal. Like, what just happened? And then they're plunged into Sabbath time, right? Where they can't go to their neighbors and like, they can't get on the news and have discussions and arguments about it. They can't go do anything. If they were fearful, they can't run away or they can't hoard food. I mean, they couldn't do anything. And it's in that waiting, right? Now they knew that there was a Sunday coming. And we know that as well. This is temporary, right? We don't know the length of it, but we know that it's temporary that there's going to be a Sunday for us as well. Um, but that waiting time is, was just as excruciating. There's uncertainty, there's questions, um, there, there's worry, um, there's isolation um, that we all go through. But I love how the Bible talks about waiting, and it's with hopeful anticipation. Mm -hmm. And I think because we just had the Easter weekend, the, the feeling of this weekend was different. Even though we had the Sabbath, even though there was this long time, even though we knew we were still in the waiting, and, there was this hopeful anticipation of, well, Sunday's coming. And so we saw people getting dressed up for Sunday and doing their egg hunts and having family dinners. And we were just as excited for that Sunday as if we were going to our family members' houses and in big parks and having big gatherings and going to church. We found a way to do that. Are we, can we, be in this waiting time with hopeful anticipation. Mm -hmm. What are you hoping for? What are you planning for? What are you envisioning? It's all in your perspective. If you stay in today or in yesterday or stay in the grieving process, right? And it, it's perfectly okay to grieve, but there's stages of grieving, right? So there's denial and then there's bargaining and then um, there's anger and depression and then acceptance. And our goal is to get into that acceptance where we have a piece about this is the situation right now, but I have this 
hopeful anticipation of the days to come. And I'm going to take advantage of what we have right now to do things in a different way. And how can I how can I be present right now so that I don't miss out on this time? So often we have a daughter who's getting ready to go off to college and we were already like feeling it and getting like, oh, she's gonna leave us our baby girl, right? And yet now we have this opportunity to spend more time with her than ever before. So before she goes off and leaves the nest, we now can spend time and have conversations and, and do goofy things with them and laugh together. And we've had dinner at the table more than ever before. And we thought we were doing pretty good good at these things, um, but it's that here's this anticipation. I'm hopeful because I get to do all these things that I might have missed out on. And I, I can appreciate those now because again, I know that this is the Saturday of our life, right? This is yeah. the Saturday of all of the situation for us. And Sunday is still coming. Sunday always comes. Yeah. Well, and I've seen you, I've watched you as a friend go through the, the levels of grief, the mm -hmm. denial that is she going to get to graduate? Like, will she have right. a ceremony? There is no spring break her senior year. There right. is no, and you were going through all of the, yeah. The denial and then the acceptance, the anger, the sadness. I, rem I all of it. you've gone through all that, but it sounds mm -hmm. like now that you're in this acceptance of weight, the hope or the good part is we'll never look back at the last semester of mm -hmm. our oldest, our eldest daughter's uh, senior year and think, man, I just yeah. wish we would have had more time with her. Like right. you've come to the conclusion that you can find the good in it. And mm -hmm. I mean, it takes working through the cycle. I did a- It does. I did an article that we've we've posted uh, that is three ways to make progress in the pandemic. Because once I got through that first or second week that was rough, yeah. I my anxiety started to come with, what if this gets over too quick? And the things this forced me to look at, consider and, and try, I don't have time to follow through with. Because yeah. I, I knew we had a list of we want to do this many podcasts and we want to do, you know, I want to write my book and I want to get my manuscript rewritten for Jesus Plus Life. But I was like, where am I going to fit that? Now, once I got through the cycles of grief, I realized, and, and like you said, pick what you're going to do in a week, like plan yeah. one week at a time. So I didn't get anything on my book done the first few weeks. We were just figuring out the new norm. How are we going to do church yeah. now? Uh, how do we lay off? Our every one of our 37 employees at the exchange. Uh, so then there was a week where I said, I told Sean, I'm writing this week. Yeah. And, and I'm going to make progress if I choose to make progress. Otherwise, I could, like anybody, could just sit this out on the couch in front of the TV. Like we have that ability too. So I love what you said about finding the hope. And like, now we should get a little urgent about, okay, what do I still want to finish? Cause what about when life goes back to where I'm at work and I never got to these projects, we'll probably be disappointed in that. And I want to go back to what you said. Like you had to give in to that point of, I have to just grieve this. Yeah. I have to feel this. So Ecclesiastes tells us that we don't bypass the crying and the weeping in the morning um, to get, so you can't bypass those things. Mm -hmm. If you want to get to the dancing, the laughing again, and the hopeful anticipation, and what am I going to accomplish and do, um, you can't bypass the, the mourning part of it. And too many of us try to do that, and we end up in our pajamas on a couch, mm -hmm. um, feeling feeling it all and, and getting stuck mm -hmm. under it. So if you can actually, and <laughs> this is becoming kind of my flagship or my mantra, like 
feel it. Mm. <laughs> go and feel it. And I know for me, I didn't want to feel that in front of my kids because I didn't want them um, to get worried or scared. I wanted to be prepared for when they were feeling it because they did. They had breakdowns, especially, you know, our older ones. You know, there were things that they were mourning that they were going to miss out on and they were coming to acceptance of that, but they they really mourned it. Mm. Um, so I didn't want to do that in front of my kids. And I know all of us are, you know, in close quarters right now. But what I would do is I would go for uh, the mail. So I pick up the mail at church and um, I would go for my drive and people would be like, oh, can I come with you? And I was like, no, you know, <laughs> as regard that time. This is my time. My, <laughs> this is my time. Time. But it was my 10 minutes and then I would just allow myself to feel mm. the intensity of what was happening and, and process it. If we don't feel those things, we just carry them with us into mm. the good things and then they taint the good things to come, right? Mm. Or we never can get to those good things and then we wonder why are we still stuck in this place? It's because you actually have to feel it, acknowledge it. Like you said right in the beginning, we have to acknowledge that this is really hard yeah. and this is wearing on me and I'm tired and I'm disappointed. And when we do those things, it's like this breath of fresh air, right? And hopefully it's a sunny day when you go for your little ride or your walk and you come back and you can face what's next and move on and into the new things that you know that you want to do and can accomplish. You're just feeling the weight of everything that's happened and a lot has happened. It's a lot in a small amount of time for anyone to deal with. Well, and, so and don't, we don't you think we come from a, I mean, we're from the North. Right. So we're get her done. Get her People, done. Get her done. Right. Push through. And you know what? Mm -hmm. Suck it up. In fact, one of the cartoons said this, like, oh, I'm not the kind to keep my chin up all of the time. Right. And there is that pressure here. Pull up your mm -hmm. bootstraps. Be a big girl. I mean, we've, right. we've been told that. We tell ourselves this is not the time to power through it. This is not mm -hmm. the time to not admit anything is difficult and to live in denial. Right. Because we don't want people living in depression and no. living overwhelmed. So we have to we have to allow ourselves to go through the stages. I'm going to go to the last one on here. This says, uh, I worry about us in the not too long run. I worry about my friends and family whose livelihoods have disappeared. Mm -hmm. Closed restaurants, shuttered theaters, canceled gigs, laid off from bar, um, sick parents let go from office job, no severance. So the other thing we can do is we can go, okay, well, okay, I am working through this. It's not been easy for me, but I find that when I'm having a bad day, I think about if I'm having a bad day and my life's really good, how much harder is it for the doctors and the nurses and the people yes. who have no paycheck coming in? And then I can start to wear everybody else's pain Mm -hmm. And I wasn't asked to do that, but I feel right. like, well, I kind of am. I'm a pastor. I should feel everybody's pain. But I can get overwhelmed then once I've worked through for me, everybody right. else's. So in closing, what would be your suggestion if you're like, okay, I get it. But what mm -hmm. about, I'm thinking about my friends. What do we do in those instances? If you're thinking about your friends, reach out to them. Mm. <laughs> we're all feeling isolated and alone and maybe feeling like we're the only ones going through this, right? And we are in some respects. There's You're on one end of the spectrum or the other. And for a little bit, we were all in the middle trying to figure things out and where do we go and what do we do? And now we're on like opposite ends of the spectrum. And uh, sometimes just, uh, and I heard this from a lot of health care professionals just say hey I'm thinking about you thank you for what you're doing is all they mm -hmm. really need to hear right now that I see you and I hear you <laughs> and that's all all of us really need in the end right 
all the rest of it's gonna work out. It's gonna be difficult, it's it's a hard time, it's not easy, It's but it's gonna work out. We've been through times like this before. Maybe not the same, but there's a lot of similarities and we can draw from those times to remember, okay, this is how we got through then and this is how we get through now. All throughout the Bible, that's what the Israelites did, right? They left markers. Like, remember that time that we went through this? Oh yeah, and we got through that too. So we'll get through this as well. God was with us then and he's with us now. Um, but the best thing you can do is just see and hear each other. Um, so I love that the people are doing those uh, trunk um, gatherings in parks where they're just yelling and talking to each other from a distance and doing so Zoom cool. calls mm -hmm. and texts and um, family calls. And I feel like uh, in all of this, the blessing is we're becoming closer even though we're farther physically apart. Yeah. Um, we're having conversations that we didn't have. A friend of mine actually says, hey, should we use the phone actually and talk to each other instead of texting? <laughs> and I was like, does it still do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because even FaceTime, you just click on the little icon, but right. yeah, should we dial a number? You yeah. know, and I, I love that idea but I also love what you just said, because I think rather than us hating on on technology, we've learned that technology is a tool to become closer. It's not yeah. the enemy and it doesn't have to divide us. And it right. also doesn't have to only be used for frivolous things. It's been used right. to connect us on a level where Zoom like Zoom has made me, like I'm looking at you, you're looking at me. Mm -hmm. It's even different than constant texting. So right. we're gonna wrap this up today by one, just thanking you, Becky, for your wisdom. And Journey to Wholeness is something, I don't know if we have any room in the classes right now, but Journey to Wholeness is something that you wrote through what we've gone through and through material that has helped people. And Journey to Wholeness is a program. Is there a way for them to check out more or sign up? You can go to j2wholeness.org. That's J for journey, j2wholeness.org. And we have lots of information, blogs, uh, information about classes coming up, as well as links to other resources that you can connect with us and we can give you some encouragement or even pray with you at any time that you're feeling like you need it. That's so good. Thanks, Becky, for being with us. And thanks for being with us on Cherry Conversations Home Edition. We'll be back in your home again and in my home. Uh, if you want to connect with me directly, go to SunnyHennessy.com. We can begin to communicate through that. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. <laughs>